The Whole Ass, a podcast by millennial parents just working through how to give every moment their all. While you listen, nothing is off limits. The Whole Ass, use it or lose it. Anyway, we're recording. We're live again. Live. Welcome, everybody, back to the Whole Ass Podcast. We are so thrilled to have you. Very excited to be doing another episode for all of our devoted followers that exist out in the world. Got a lot, a lot of feedback, mostly positive, about the things that we talk about, how exciting it is to listen to, how it's very relative to people's lives, which is what we want. We really want people to feel like... We're doing something and talking about something that you would like. So thank you, thank you, thank you for the emails. Thank you for the positive feedback. Thanks for just calling or talking to me in person or listening to it, liking, follow, subscribing. I know that that's a lot of extra work, but we do it for you, and we appreciate you doing that for us. So without further ado, I'm going to throw in one last piece. Make sure to email us at thewholeasspodcast at gmail.com, and then we're going to dive into today's topic. And I'm going to turn that over to my lovely wife, Ava. So she can tell us what we're talking about today. That was very uh, news anger. I'm going to toss it over to Ava over at the Weather Center. Send it over there. Um, So today we're going to talk about gender roles in relationships and marriages. And specifically really Philip and I's because we don't necessarily fall into the normal gender role. Yep. And those are the only ones we have expertise with too. That's true. We should say that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, and, and we haven't really ever, we joke about it often, but we've never really, like, dove into a deep discussion about gender roles in our marriage and how we don't necessarily have, like, matching gender roles, if that makes sense. Yeah, we don't conform to yeah. traditional ones. Yeah, traditional ones. That's yeah. what it should, that's what really what we should say. Yeah. yeah. Traditional gender roles. Yeah. I'll say the first thing about gender roles that I think really chaps my ass Oh. Mm-hmm. is... That when you tell somebody or you do something that's in another gender, and I've got air quotes here if you're not watching us, mm-hmm. another gender role category, and people say something about it or look at you in a certain way or do something, even if it's positive. Yeah. For me, mm. I go to the grocery store a lot with both kids. I hate the grocery store. Yes. I feel like we should just like, we should have like a ping, like a... False narrative about gender roles. Yeah. I'm a woman and I hate the grocery store. Yes. I'm a man and I go to the grocery store as often as possible. It's my retail therapy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's to go and buy things and cook things. Mm -hmm. And when it's my morning, because going to the grocery store in the morning is 35 times better than going after Mm -hmm. 10 a.m. It's just... But when I go with both kids... Usually we get a cart that has little wheels on it. Knox and Miles love that. Especially I hope Kroger. your cart has wheels on it. <laughs> Steering wheels. Oh my goodness. And look who's doing the dad jokes. Ava's doing the dad jokes. Uh, steering wheels on it. And they're sitting in the cart and they're steering and they're having a blast. But I get so many people, male and female, who look at me like I just parted the Red Sea. They're like, oh, bless him for being out with both children. Hey, brother, you got your hands full. Oh, excuse me, sir. Let me get out of your way. Wow. All by yourself? Like, just to complete strangers will just come up and talk to me. And I'm like, what do you mean all yeah, by yourself? My wife's just taking a nap at home. <laughs> I don't tell them that. I don't tell them what you're actually doing at home. It is my moment. Yeah. And this is partially we should back up and say we exchange mornings for waking up. Mm-hmm. So if Ava wakes up the morning before and it's my morning to wake up, I'm up and it's my responsibility to be with the kids and make sure that they're safe and that they get fed and they're entertained. And the grocery store is a great place for entertaining children. So I am always on my way. Like get them, get them in the car, go on a walk or go to the grocery store. So also I want to say about that general story. I feel like women go to this grocery store with like eight children and they're mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. No, they don't say anything. You know how many times I've said, bless your heart to a woman at a grocery store with eight kids? None. Exactly. Right. I, and it's I like the norm. And maybe maybe you listening or maybe you, Ava, think that that's mean, but you chose to come to the grocery store with your children. Mm-hmm. I mean, good for you. I don't mind. If they get in front of the cart, I'm sorry. You know, I hope I could see them. I'm just saying, no one gives the women the benefit like no one get no one's shocked that when they see the woman doing the child the child rearing in the grocery store. Yeah. 
and doing the grocery shopping. That's yeah. not shocking, but it's shocking when a, a man has two kids in the grocery store doing the grocery shopping. Yeah. Which, by the way, then the second gender role that we can debunk is the cooking. Because Phil goes to the grocery store because he loves cooking, and he does all the cooking in our family. I do do all the cooking. I cook a mean mac and cheese and some grilled cheese. No, that's horseshit. Okay. <laughs> Ava rope-a-doped me. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beginning <laughs> of our relationship, Ava cooked me this, like, black bean soup. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to marry this woman. Look at her. She just cooked me the soup. Nobody's ever made me a meal this good. And then in my mind, like a dipshit, I was like, I've got to show her that I have skills. Okay, so I showed off some cooking skills. I think I yeah. made beef stroganoff in a crock pot, which looking yeah. back yeah. was trash compared yeah. to what I cook now. Yeah. But I was trying to show off. And Ava, she put that carrot out in front of my nose. And she just let me keep walking through that forest. And she's like, wow, this was so good. What else can you make? And I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, I can do so many things. And then I was off to the races, cooking things and trying to show off and do all these recipes. And now, you fast forward nine years, mm-hmm. all Ava, the cooking. Ava has thoroughly, thoroughly yep. like this is a long con that yeah. was put on. Very masterful. I feel like I'm way. like a decent cook when you're like you need to cook something. It's like decent. Yeah, but it's never your full potential. I feel like you intentionally. <laughs> I don't know. You about intentionally. That. Leave out a little bit of what know. you're of what you could do, so you're like, I don't yeah. want him to get too. And by all means, I mean you, you have established a life of of food of culinary. Luxury. Yeah, I mean you <laughs> food luxury. Well done. I can't even be mad at it. Okay, it's like, <laughs> yeah, she got me, and now I'm in it, and I do enjoy cooking. You do like it. I think that's the difference. Is I do feel like with cooking in other relationships, I don't know. Email us. I feel like a lot of people don't enjoy cooking. And then in both sides of the relationship, it's a hard one because no no one really actually enjoys it. But it's assumed that the woman does do it or figures it out or has to be the one to do it. And that's, well, not fair. Two, I think that that's the nice thing is that you actually enjoy it. And that's what I continue to tell myself to make it okay. Philip enjoys this. Yeah. And I'm, I'm it's great because you enjoy cleaning the dishes. Oh, Totally oh, do not. Oh, sorry. Was this not opposite day? <laughs> Were we not out here just telling lies? No. I do not enjoy But now that we've done our kitchen, I do like it more. Or maybe I just like when I see our kitchen clean. Uh, what's a gender role that I do that people would think? You don't even know his eyes. Wait, I his came eyes up with mine. I got to come up with yours too? No. Oh, well, I was going to say. Oh, no, I know. Oh, okay. I got one for sure. Okay, I got one too, but you go. Yeah, driving a truck. <sighs> Uh, you asked me. Do first? I have something else? No. <laughs> no, I'm sure there are other things, but driving the truck, the story you're telling me today, I mean. Yeah, so we have the truck that's our main car, so that's, that's what I drive. It's a Ram. The Ram. That's Phil's truck. But I also drive trucks and big, bigger trucks for, for work. So I actually enjoy driving a bigger vehicle. Can I... And I'm actually a pretty decent driver. I think the Unless way you... you are in a parking lot, because you got to hustle. Okay, I was trying to give a compliment here. Oh, okay. No, I was just gonna say I'm I'm a quick parking lot driver. You gotta cross. Yeah, the Ava's like Ava's Samuel L. Jackson Pick in all of his movies, like when he's cussing when people are crossing the street. She's like he's like knees. She's like knees to chest. Let's go. Yeah. I paused for Hustle. you. I did not stop for you. I paused for slow you. Slow. And roll. if you go slow, well, I'm gonna roll slow. Yeah. And then we're gonna somebody's gonna get hit. Yeah. I think you have 100 percent not hit rate. So far. So far, but I mean, there are days <laughs> where I'm like, oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> but what I was going to say was you said you drive big trucks or you drive mm-hmm. trucks. I think you should tell our listeners what size trucks you've driven. Oh, 26 foot truck is the largest truck. With the with the uh, hydraulic lift gate Oh, with too. the lift gate. Like yeah. those big ass rider trucks? Yeah, the they yeah, budget Penske trucks. Yeah. For events, that's what we do. But my events now usually are just like a 10 foot truck. Yeah, don't But do in major yourself. cities. The first time I drove a 10 uh 20 Six foot truck was across the Golden Gate Bridge, which if people don't know, the Golden Gate Bridge is open on the side and it's a little bit terrifying. So scary times. But sounds very scary. Anyways, I like driving. I feel like I'm a decent driver. But my truck is Phillips in name only because Ava <laughs> drives it. Two hundred eighty percent. Yeah. More than I do. Knox even calls it your truck though, and I drive it around it a hundred percent of the time. hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Um, but I do get frustrated. And there was a whole story for maybe another day where I feel like I got mansplained 
visually by someone like like with hand signals without words without words like two days ago when because i was a woman driving a truck and he was a man driving a truck and he was trying to tell me that i could pull out anyways it was a whole thing which is not worth getting into i i mean it was entertaining once you explained it to me i get really riled up though I think it's hard to visually. I think it's I hard want to, to visually explain it, but I don't want to mansplain your story. So I'm in like. I just get frustrated, and this is what I say to Phil. Maybe I was projecting. Maybe I was projecting that he was mansplaining via hand signals to me, because I do feel like a lot of times when when we are women on event that do a lot of things that men should be doing, we get mansplained, and so maybe I was like projecting, but I don't like. I appreciate when people give a hand signal like a come on out like they're letting you in but if you're in a you have the right away left hand turn lane and there's oncoming traffic from both directions and you aren't looking at the people behind you or the people coming over the hill or you don't have two freaking kids in the car and i'm running at my own speed you don't need to wave me out into oncoming traffic and then you're waving me aggressively and i say no thank you and then you continue to wave me and there are cars flying by you and it just feels like you thought there was a woman in a truck and I need to help her out. Yeah. It's like, this is my daily vehicle. This isn't like, oh, thank you. I'm just driving my husband's truck real quick. Yeah. So I can. Definitely... I could have been projecting, but I also get frustrated at people like that where it's like, sometimes you just got to mind your driving business. Like you are in the left lane, you make your left turn and we all just like drive. We yeah, all try to work rules. together if you follow the rules. Mm-hmm. And I tried to explain it to Knox because I was angrily yelling at this guy and Knox asked me why. And I was trying to explain it. I felt like it was maybe a deeper conversation for an older age. So that's that's my big thing. Another one is, I think, like doing events for a living, outdoor events. But there's just a lot of labor associated with it. Mm-hmm. And I think most men that see us on site want to, like, help us. Like, we're mm-hmm. damsels in distress. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I mean, it's frustrating. Do you feel like you enjoy the theory of chivalry? do like the hold the door open but i also mm. think like be a good human a woman should hold a door open for a woman or like you know what i mean but i guess a car door on a date like that's always nice and other things i don't even know i mean i pepper them in there <laughs> what's another thing chivalry yeah like actually here so here's one like ancient chivalry elevators used to fall a lot in buildings so traditional Ooh. chivalry says you are supposed to step on the elevator first as a man and get off last to test and see if the elevator is going to fall and you're going to die or to make sure she gets off so if the elevator falls, you die. We don't really do that. I get on well, a lot of elevators and it's like, yeah. hey, excuse me, ma'am, why don't you try first? Uh, but yeah, that's a way, that's like a form of chivalry when you're walking. Like when we walk to the path, I'm supposed yes. to be on the outside to get hit by that's the car. Nice. Um, when the Titanic is sinking, you're supposed to let me off first to yeah. get into a boat. Just kidding. I just My say, people weren't I... on the Titanic, so that's, <laughs> we didn't have to worry about that, but... You know, women and children getting off the boat first, saving that kind of, um, all of those pieces. Making sure that they deplane in a water landing. Yeah, women and children first. Yeah, helping yourself to your mask before you help your partner, which always seems anti Okay, I think that's more for children. I think you could put your mask on and I put my mask on. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but I guess gender roles in our marriage. How do you, what do you feel like it makes the dynamic of our relationship? What do I feel like it makes a dynamic? I just feel always conflicted because what? you have a natural desire to conform. And this is you know something with everything. You have this natural desire to do what the world is telling you to do, mm-hmm. but that's not how it goes. So you're always thinking, hmm, did I do this right? Is this something I'm supposed to participate in? Was I supposed to be the one driving? Does it matter if I show up here? Should I ask if she wants to drive? Mm-hmm. Should I be the person who's naturally cooking all the food and showing up and doing that? Should I... Be involved with daycare, right? I feel like when I go to drop them off at mm-hmm. daycare, people look at me and they're like, he doesn't know he's supposed to bring a blanket or or the sheet <laughs> or the <laughs> folder. <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes, the folder. Where's the folder? Sometimes you get set up. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where you feel a sense of inferiority about certain things mm-hmm. because it's expected the other person yeah. of the opposite sex does it. Yeah. yeah. I feel that way if I mow the grass. I... Don't feel like I ever had to mow the grass growing up. Maybe that's also because I just was raised, me and my sister, 
my dad always mowed the grass and then I met you and you mowed the grass. And so it's like, I don't actually really know. I think I could figure it out. It doesn't seem like rocket science, but I was just trying to relate to the inferiority. Yeah, thing. I just, there was a time where you didn't know me and you didn't live with a man. You lived with a woman and the grass had to be mowed. So what happened? Okay. We had a lawn service. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was, just, but that was only one place. I was just, I'm just wondering. That's the only place that I know where I came in and I started mowing the lawn. I mowed the grass like a couple times. So you have mowed But a I'm lawn. just saying there's like an inferiority, like, I don't really know, you know, it probably won't look as good or whatever. That was just the one thing that popped into my head. I'm sure there are more. I will say, if you want to mow the grass, I will let you have that one. Like, I know you will. I don't. So mowing the grass. Okay. Mowing the grass. Okay. So I was wondering, in the beginning of our relationship, did you feel a certain way with the gender roles. And I know people start to fall into their gender roles once they get more comfortable in a relationship. But did you think about it? No. I have I so the biggest gender role for me is the cooking thing. I've always mm-hmm. been the person who cooks in relationships, mm-hmm. so that wasn't one that really came up uh, and and that's fine. I will say I Felt, and this maybe isn't a gender role so much as our societal norm where if you're a man and your masculinity is out there, you're supposed to give orders and tell people what to do mm-hmm. and people should listen, especially in our society, especially women should listen to what you say and take your word for it or whatever. And the first time that I remember being like shocked out of a gender role was when we were playing shuffleboard <laughs> and I'm super competitive and I like to win, and I'm out with Ava and her friends who were playing shuffleboard in whatever bar it was in D.C. or yeah. Arlington. And Ava was not not particularly, like, doing anything wrong with shuffleboard. I was just trying to win. Like, I was we trying so hard. We were on the so same hard. team. We yeah. should say we were on the same across team. The, across the table, and I'm, like, yelling something down to her about what to do differently. And I think you, like, pulled me to the side. I don't know if you, like, snapped at me and, like, made me move <laughs> over or something. But you pulled me over, and you said, you should not be talking to me like that. We were on the same team, and I don't want to hear that. And I just remember thinking, damn, I just got got. And Ava told me off and was 100% correct, but I had just fallen into this, what I have always done. I've always been this very commanding whatever, but for the first time, I was really put in my place. Mm -hmm. And it kind of makes you think, wow, I've just been going along with whatever I thought I was supposed to do my whole life, and... Everything's been fine and nobody's ever challenged me. And now that you get challenged, it really makes you have that thought process that, oh, there is more to life than just what I thought everything was supposed mm. to be. And that was a time where Ava, I, I would say, made me use my whole ass to think about how important it was to stay in a relationship, how important it was to be nice to somebody, how mm. I needed to consider my actions, regardless yeah. of what the world said I could or couldn't say or what past. Like, you need to really think about how you're acting. And take away your own macho masculinity horse shit and be a good person. And that's what you were saying. Well, is... and like be, we're on, I, we were on a team for that game, but like we're also in a team in a relationship. So it was like, either way, we're leaving this shuffleboard game in like ten minutes, and we're still gonna be in a relationship. So why were why were you talking to me that way? I think was more it. Yeah. Nah, I do remember that. I do remember you being shocked by it. I mean, what? We were dating for like three months, maybe. But I do remember you being shocked by it and me thinking, interesting, because I wasn't doing anything out of my norm. Yeah. Like, I wasn't... I would have said that to anyone. I would have said that to anyone dating them or not. You know? So, that was interesting. I do know. I do know that about you. I just think a lot about... I do feel like I have a lot of friends that are women friends who are badass women who do not conform to gender roles. And so I think about people a lot in their relationships where it's like society puts this pressure on you to fit into this mold. But then when you don't, it, it is a little bit uncomfortable to figure out your, not like your value, but it, it is like, am I lost because I don't cook in our relationship? I don't love mm. doing the laundry, but we do have a system where Phil puts the laundry in for the most part. And then I fold it for the most part, you know, still working on it. But I have gotten to a lot of places with like cleaning the kitchen or doing things around the house that I feel like are supposed to be my gender role as a woman that I don't actually enjoy, but I do do them because one, I think they make me feel better in the end. And I think it's just like good for our relationship. Yeah. 
But I think it is hard in a relationship because everyone comes to the table with different skill sets. And that's what it really is, is you're a person, I'm a person. doesn't really matter, male, female. And what I was going to say is in the beginning of our relationship, I would say Philip is the more emotional one. For sure. Out of the two of us. Mm-hmm. Maybe I push it down. And that does not mean and that it was emotionally out. devoid. It's just that I am like, you know, I, I got a lot of emotions. Yeah, so... So that was not different for me, but that was what I feel like people would think like, oh, the woman has more emotions, which I mean, I could have my fair share of emotions, but um, I don't know. That was one thing that I felt like it made me love you more in a way, because I was like, I feel like he is real, like his emotions are real. and, And I think you've worked, you've even come into your own with your emotions, like in the last nine years, but I always felt like you were being truthful to yourself if you were having that emotion. And I think in the beginning you did try to maybe hide it a little bit. And then now it is all cracked open. (laughs) Floodgates, baby. I also was texting in whole sentences. So I was a a completely different person. Exclamation points. Oh, yeah. Oh, punctuation. Who knew? Words spelled correctly. All right. Starting to cry. (laughs) I got a little emotion going on here. I I do believe, I like what you're saying about you're in a relationship and you have your skill set and you come to the table with that skill set and our traditional gender roles tell you you should mute certain pieces of your skill set. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be emotional. You yeah. know? I can remember multiple times when I was growing up where I was emotional and people told me, what's or like asked yeah. me, what's wrong with you? Why are you acting that way? Are you having a, like, who are you? Philip, you're supposed to be big Phil. You're supposed to be all these things. Yeah. But you're having an emotional experience. God, that's so true. Like when, when you're a kid, if we're talking about gender roles quote air quotes again um i do feel like the the emotional thing that a lot of i feel like millennial parents are talking about is men that were told that they have to like shove their emotions down and be a man and i do think that we're working hard with knox to express his emotions but also we're trying to teach him to how to process his emotions um i think we just are going to have a lot of feelers when our kids all grow up because we all want them to feel these emotions that we weren't supposed to. And I also think I always got frustrated as a woman growing up, just being told that I was bossy. Yeah. And it's frustrating because I don't feel like men get told they're bossy, though I sometimes joke at Knox that he's bossy. I probably should stop. But that was always one thing that bothered me. And we still get it. Like, I think in work, in the workplace and stuff, you still get bossy. And it's like, why can't I just be like in charge? Why can't I just be right? Or, yeah. like, I don't know. Why can't I just be the boss? You yeah. know, why do I have to be bot? Why do you have to put a label on me this again? M- male-dominated society is, yeah. I mean, I think about it all the time. I am a male, but I have, I have, um, what would you say, like, parallel experiences sometimes because I'm black to mm. females yeah. in the workplace. So yeah. you, you do get inferior treatment depending on certain situations. Mm-hmm. Not in my current workplace, but I have experienced that before. Yeah. And I have an understanding of that. And I've also seen women who have been talked down to or called something or have been told mm-hmm. there's something. You know, my sister is very high up in where she works. Yeah. And she deals with with things like this from time to time. With either, it could be people that she works with or interacts with who aren't giving her the time of day or whatever. Yeah. And working in the car industry and working Ooh. with women in the yeah. car industry... I have seen women mm-hmm. get disrespected at a dealership. I've heard it. I've stood up for women who have gone through this kind of yeah. stuff. And I've said to the guys, I'm like, actually, she's the expert here, so you should listen to whatever she says. She taught me how to do my job. Yeah. True or not, you need to watch your shit, <laughs> bro. Yeah. Right? Yeah. These are my coworkers. You shouldn't be this yeah. person. And I get pissed when you have to defend this. And there's a lot of misogyny in the world. But I see it on a regular basis yeah. in the car industry. There's a lot of it. And it's unbelievable how somebody could go through their life and think it's okay to say these things because they're a certain sex. You have no skills or qualifications over anybody else that you're talking yeah. about, but you believe that you can do it. Mm-hmm. And then the women that I work with have to fight extra hard for the same, to yeah. get to the same place, to be able to have the same respect. You know, there aren't the advocates or people who are saying, hey, watch your mouth often enough in our society. So I feel that. And that's why when I say mansplaining, I feel like you get it. Yeah. Maybe more than the white man does, but I don't know. I, I'm i not in a relationship with a white man, so. 
You're not, as far know. as I know. Nope. Uh, but I can tell you that the experiences are more aligned. Yeah. And the important thing to note, because we're, we're, we're kind of talking about gender and race and where their parallels are, the important thing to note is it's not necessarily an accusatory thing. This is something I talked about before. Mm-hmm. It just is an experience that happens, yeah. you know? It's not that my white friend is doing X, Y, Z, and he's a bad person. It's This is something that exists that mm-hmm. we should be more aware of. People everywhere should be more aware of that these kind of things happen. And if we're all more aware of them, we can change the yeah. tune of the nation. We could change the way that the world operates. But we don't, we're not aware of them until we have to be. Yeah. You know, until it causes something. Uh, I was going to say, what's your number one gender role experience that sticks out in your mind? And it could be anything. I have mine. That's why I'm asking. Gender role experience. Yeah, it could be a time where you are you were appreciated for being in a gender role. Something that oh. you did that was, you're like, oh, wow, I really did do X, Y, Z. That conforms this gender role. Or a time where it broke. Or you had the opposite experience of what a gender role should be. Anything. Just like, what sticks out in your mind? What made you want to talk about gender roles? Oh, interesting. I was going to say, I feel like you should do yours first. But what made me want to talk about gender roles is I do feel like now that I'm back on event um, with my role, it has just come back full full force in just realizing that I work with badass women. I have badass women friends. Um, But I also have, like, great guy friends who support and are uplifting of us being badass women. So I think, I think I thought about it and I think it's interesting our dynamic in our marriage because of that. And I think that we've leaned into the opposite more than wanting us, our marriage to be in the norm. Like I think like what we were saying in the beginning, you kind of think like, Oh, like she should do X because she's the woman. Um, or, or the main, like, I think like, oh, Phil should fix this or do this. And I think it has to do a lot with like projects and stuff. In the beginning of our relationship, I just thought like, oh, Phil will hang the curtains like in the wall because he's the man or hang the pictures where I tell him to hang them. And you just like, don't enjoy doing that at all. You have gotten more into doing the house projects because I'm passionate about it and you want our house to look nicer. But you don't, you you are happy if I have figured out how to do it. Yes. Which is why, for the most part, I figured out how to hang a lot of stuff in the house where I'm like, I could do, I can hang the curtain. Yeah, that's my cooking. Yeah. That is my breaking you yeah. down for cooking. Because you used to try and get me to hang it, and I'd be like, I don't want to hang it. I don't want to. Oh, okay. This is me, you know? what, what I've done to you for cooking. I get it. Yeah. And so, I think there's there was some frustration in the beginning of just assumptions that you should do it because you're the man. It's funny how you assume things other people should do, but you don't assume things you I mean, should. You never you look at yourself do. as being wrong. You know, it's like I'm oh. like I assume you should do all these things, but I also don't want to fold the laundry. Yeah. <laughs> so I I don't know. So I think because we have jokes about it and we do talk about it, that that's just like not something. I think we talk about it more in a way that, like, that's not something I enjoy doing. That's not something I'm good at. That's not something I want to learn how to do. We've morphed into what we are now, but I think we've embraced that it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't mean anything about our relationship if Phil does the cooking and I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. I will say I have enjoyed when people when i do walk into a situation where somebody has clear gender roles or they're judging or they're being misogynistic or something like yeah she has my dinner on the table when i get home and it's all good you know she does takes care of the kids i don't do anything i'm like oh that's cool i do all the cooking in my house and they're like oh, really and you're like yeah yeah i do yeah. absolutely and they're like oh they're like who's uncomfortable now bitch <laughs> go ahead and log out and log back in let's get to work <laughs> um i was going to share my story of gender role understanding is kind of what it was. Mm. And it has to do with you event ladies oh. as well. Mm-hmm. And I say that oh. because, isn't that on the shirt? Those event girls. Those event girls. Sorry, I wasn't going to I was not going to say girls. Okay. <laughs> Let me be clear. Uh, yeah, so I was out on an event with a bunch of badass women who, I was a lackey, right? I'm just out here to be a You're body. Just, uh, I'm just there for muscle. You're the muscle. I literally was there to be what traditionally a man would be yeah. without any control though. So it was just come over here, do your, what you're told, know your role, lift the heavy thing and move along, yeah. drive the big truck and move along. And I loved that. Yeah. There was an incident and we'll know if they're listening to this podcast. I will not say them by name, but there was an incident where 
there was something going on with the vehicle that we had and it was leaking hydraulic fluid. Now I'm in the automotive industry. I've always been around cars. I've always fixed my own stuff. And I looked at this tailgate and I'm like, that's not good. That tailgate is leaking fluid. I can see it coming out of the hydraulic box, yada, yada, yada. And I tell these two ladies, I'm like, Hey guys, there's a problem with that. We really need to take, take care of it because there's a bunch of pallets in the truck that have to be moved and that gate's not going to work. And they both, both of them, just dismissed the shit out of me. Because they totally thought you were mansplaining. They thought I was mansplaining. So in turn, they woman-splained me about what was happening. And that was, yeah. I got to sit back, and I told them multiple times because I, I was definitely correct. Because I have seen it, right? Yeah. And I, and I sat back and I thought, shit. They're not going to listen to me. It doesn't matter <laughs> what like, I say. Shut up, Phil. They're not going to listen to me. And as time goes on, I think about this because as mansplaining has become a thing, as Well, it's always been a thing, it just has a name now. Well, but mansplaining, the <laughs> actual mansplaining yeah. has become a thing. That didn't exist. In, that terminology didn't exist in That's what I'm saying. Mansplaining's always been a thing, it just I, didn't have a name. Okay. I think we're agreeing here okay. and you're trying to mansplain me about it. <laughs> The important thing here is I have realized this moment. And I remember this moment because as movements have happened towards putting these kind of things in front of people's eyes or equal rights for different people, all of that has come up and mansplaining has come into the forefront. I think, damn, this is what it feels like to be mansplained. And it never will leave me. And when I'm talking to somebody and they even bring up the hint of me doing that, it hits on a more personal level because I bring that emotional connection yeah. to what it felt like. And I wasn't like hurt by it, yeah. but I felt it. And now I think, ah, I don't want to be the person who's doing that on a regular basis. If yeah. I'm mansplaining, I want to be told, which fortunately my wife will tell me whether I am or not. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I take that with me, you know, a part of me and a part of this podcast, us being able to whole ass situations is you go into it and you realize if you make a mistake, if you do something that needs to be changed, if you can improve in some way and you dedicate yourself to making that change, that's what I mm -hmm. take away from it. Okay. So maybe I made this mistake. Maybe I said this thing I can do better next time. I can, I can fail forwards and improve who I am. So yeah. as we go through and gender roles and everything and about mansplaining and other things, I think if I'm going to whole ass my life, there's a couple of, of, of fronts I want to do it on. One, I want to break gender roles and I want it to be acceptable to do stuff like me cook or wear an apron or yeah. clean the dishes and load the dishwasher and mow the lawn, you know, mm -hmm. and, and drive a car. tiny car, right? Like I can do all yeah. of the things because at the end of the day, gender roles add to the stress in a relationship mm -hmm. because you may not be that naturally that may not be your skill set naturally but now you feel the pressure to do it you feel like you can't talk to your partner about it because they feel the pressure to do it and then it opens up a chasm between the parties yeah. where you can't go into these different areas and you can't be vulnerable which is vulnerable. Uh, such a big part of relationships yeah. the vulnerability piece so i think for us part of us whole lasting this situation is we've gotten to the point now where it's like you just have to do shit. We're whole ass in our own roles. Yeah. Not it gender, It but doesn't just matter roles. whether I'm a man or not, if yeah. I should be scrubbing the toilet. You know, if it's got to be done, somebody's yeah. got to do it. You're standing there, bro. Yeah. Changing diapers, right? Oh, yeah. For sure, you change more diapers than I do, but you have more opportunities, I guess you would call it, because <laughs> I travel for work. But, you know, if the. I think about when I see guys sometimes where, like, they're like, oh. This kid took a shit and they hand him to their wife. Oh and I'm God. like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Yeah. 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 And that does mean, I do, I will say the cool thing is maybe because I'm a man, I'm more daring with changing diapers. I don't know. I've changed it like on daring. the trunk, oh. on the trunk of a car or like out yeah. of the, whatever. But I'm like, okay, diaper change extreme. I was going to say too, yes, you travel for work like more constantly in a routine basis. But now that I'm traveling for work, I do think that's something else that comes up. Like, people that don't really know me, but that I meet them when I'm traveling, and they'll say, like, we'll get to talking, I'll, I'll say I have two young kids, and they'll be like, 
oh my God, like one, I feel judged because I'm away from my kids and mm. they're very surprised. Like they're the shock is, is there. And you're like, I know you're not saying anything, but it feels like you're judging me um, because I'm away from my children. And secondly, they're shocked that Philip does it by himself for Ugh. X amount of days. And they always ask, how's he doing? How does he do it? Like, does he, like, people are kind of obsessed with the fact that he watches our kids and is, like, normal. Like, he's not doing anything different. It's just, like, he's with them, but I'm not there. I think that's one thing that's been hard with the new traveling with two kids. With one kid, it never, it didn't, people didn't seem as shocked, and it didn't seem as such a big deal for you to watch one kid, but now that there's two in the mix. I feel like people are always surprised by it. In the mix. I feel like I'm running like Mr. Cooper's house. Do you feel like gender roles make you more self-conscious about leaving your children at home when you contact me? When I contact you? Yeah. So like if you call... So I think about this a lot. When I call you on the phone and you have the two kids, I am not... I I don't question a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You know, I have the gender role of being a man who's talking to a woman who's a mother about yeah. her kids. And I'm like, I always assume that you know more than I do anyway with the kids. So I, so okay. when we talk on the phone, I'm not worried about safety or did you, you no. know, does they have, do they have diaper rashes? Like that kind of yeah. stuff. I'm like, Oh, she knows more. And that is, uh, she's a, like very actively in my mind. I feel mm-hmm. like you're a mother and maybe it's not gender so much. It is motherhood, Mother, yeah. but that you have a better handle on what the kids need when you're around them. Like, there's nothing that I could call and question about that would be realistic in my mind. Yeah. And I do, yeah. Well, I think that leads to, like, another topic I'd like to talk about. It's just, like, anxiety as a mom. And yeah. so I do have that. And so then leaving them, it is hard. And then it's hard to ask questions when I'm out of town and then not feel like I am woman-splaining you about how to raise your own children. Yeah. And so that's always, like, a point of contention, but it's hard because I have this anxiety about leaving the kids. I mean, I have anxiety when the kids are home, you know, so it's, like, being across the country. And then with you, it's not that I don't trust you. It's just I think my anxiety sometimes gets the best of me, and I want to know, like, what are they eating or what do Miles' poops look like or what did Knox say happened at school today? And it's... I think it's partly that I'm missing out, but it's, but the other part of me is the worry that I have. And so I just, I want to know. So, but I do feel like there's no way to say it where it doesn't feel like I'm questioning your parenting. Yeah. And it is emasculating at times. Like when we're talking about specifically gender roles where I am standing there like, I'm a man. Leave me the fuck alone. I could raise these kids for three days, Yeah, you know, and when I, I have this problem of being questioned a lot, right? Mm-hmm. That This is my conforming to a natural gender role thing that, that drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. But when I get questioned a lot, and it's by anybody, it doesn't have, it's not a woman thing. It's like, if you question me, I'm going to get pissed. So it's one of those things that I experience where I, questioning what I'm doing or my everyday yeah. whatever sets me off. Yeah. And I think that's because as a man growing up, I was told that I couldn't, like, I was the law, if that makes sense. Like, the questioning shouldn't happen because you should always be the one who's in the know, who's controlling the situation, and making the changes, whatever. Yeah. And so, I I struggle with that. Like, your anxiety is my, not the same thing, but, like, the thing that I deal with where Mm -hmm. I conform to this issue that I have where I don't want to be questioned. Because also... And I don't know if you guys know this. Some of you do if you have kids. When you're with kids, you're just fucking tired. When you're with the kids by yeah. yourself, you know, I don't have any positive, negative emotions. By the end of the night, I'm like, okay, maybe I will have a glass of wine. I don't drink white Zinfandel, but it feels right because I just need something cool and fruity. And I just want to go to sleep. And so when you have things like that pile on top of that throughout your day, it can be difficult. And that adds to... I think whole asking your communication, regardless of gender roles, because mm-hmm. if we both travel, we're passing in the night. Yeah. We have to be able to talk about the things that matter and we have to have a good communication style. So mm-hmm. something that we are working on, I, I feel, yeah. which yeah. is good. I agree. Yeah. Question for you. Mm-hmm. What would you tell Ava growing up about gender roles now? 
What would I tell her? Oh, I was thinking you were going to ask me something else. I thought you were going to ask me, what would you tell Ava growing up to do, to like be more comfortable with in her gender role? Yeah, I mean, you could do that too. I mean, you could tell yourself anything. This is really going to happen. I got a time machine. (laughs) I was just going to say like lean in. I feel like that's like a big thing for women. It's just like, just be who you are earlier and don't apologize. Yeah. But I think similar, I guess what I would tell her about gender roles is that they don't matter. Not at all. And not matter in a way that, you know, I want to be a strong, independent woman. Like being a woman matters to me specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, But it doesn't matter who you want to be in a relationship with. Like if you cry more because you're a man or X, Y, Z, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't define you. Maybe that's more what it is. And it's very frustrating when people are trying to make people define it because it doesn't matter. And that's why I want to say is where I feel like we've moved into this next level of our relationship is when we do just look at our roles as, you know, strengths and weaknesses. And it's like, why does it have to be a, why does it have to be gender role? Who came up with it? Probably men. (laughs) Yeah. Men, men, definitely men. Yeah. You know. They do seem to win out on a lot of the really norms and with, of the for no roles. reason. They're not smarter. They're not better at really anything. Mm-hmm. But somehow they have duped. They've. I mean, I know, and I benefit I from this some partially. Right? Yeah, but it's like, damn. Yeah, you guys yeah. have a lot of power. Yeah, like even you guys. Like when I say you guys, I know. I, I know. And then you just get into your head about all this stuff, and you're like, shit. What would you tell past Philip about gender roles? Fucking cry, Philip. Just fucking cry. It doesn't matter. Nobody, like, like my biggest fear was that I was going to cry myself gay. Right? This is something that we were raised. People were using the F word all the time. They were telling you that if you're emotional, it means that you're into dudes and all this stuff. And they were making it um, something that was... Something that was um, a terrible thing. Like, like to be yeah. gay was derogatory yeah. and terrible. To be something outside of the normal macho yeah. man was derogatory and terrible. Yeah. And I didn't want to feel like I was different, which is laughable now because I was different than everybody I grew yeah. up with. But I didn't want to you Well, know, you probably break didn't want to be more things. different. Yeah. More different. Is that a word? Is that something it is now. It's on the internet. I'm just saying, you didn't want to be, you don't want to be any more different than you were. Yeah, I wanted to community. be, yeah, in a yeah. white community, I was in, of normal sized people, no less. Normal sized. I didn't want to be more of an outstanding person. Mm-hmm. But I should have been, I should have leaned yeah. into all of the things that I, that yeah. I was feeling, you know? It, I should have played the viola in middle school. Yeah. It wasn't, it didn't change who I, my sexual identity, mm-hmm. it didn't do anything. It just yeah. stunted where I was. So yeah. now at 36, I'm discovering all these pieces. I could have discovered them earlier. I could have had happier moments in my life. Yeah. I could have gotten out some of the pinup emotions that I had. And it's weird that yeah. that is related to gender roles. You know? Yeah. Like my, some of the trauma, things that I'm unpacking from childhood is based around this gender role, which has no bearing on reality because when you get to being older, you just want to get through the fucking day mm-hmm. and go to sleep. Like, yeah. who cares? Nobody, it doesn't matter if you yeah. cooked dinner. It doesn't I, matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but people do seem to care. Oh, So it's just like, God. I don't want to say it doesn't matter because to people it does matter. I just, I, I just don't want to flippantly say it doesn't matter. Like, I, because... Because Knox is learning a lot about genders right now, and I'm trying to say, yes, she's a girl, or yes, she's a boy, or he's a boy, but it doesn't define them. It doesn't matter in the way that like people think it does. It's also very. I guess if that makes sense, I'm it's just also trying very to say, difficult in your mind yeah. to be able to grow up under a certain set of gender yeah. roles and genders, and now you want to be more open-minded and accepting of everything yeah. that you are are hearing about or finding out about that you might have known but pushed to the side and then trying to learn about what it all means. Yeah. Right? Because if we're being completely honest, we weren't educated in this no. process. And we didn't have to deal with it because we weren't experiencing yeah. the experiences. But as open-minded people, we want to be equal, mm-hmm. civil, yeah. conscious of everybody's life. 
Mm-hmm. So now I find myself behind the eight ball trying to figure out if yeah. I should put up pronouns, trying to figure out how the pronouns work, trying to figure out what's going on when I'm like walking into a place and if I am being closed minded or whatever. Or using you know, the wrong terms. Using yeah. the wrong term. I do think we should have a, another discussion about that. I think we should have a guest star on. We if should. you are out there and you think that you would be a good fit for talking about this, send us an email. I can't guarantee you that we're going to actually be able to follow up on this depending yeah. on time constraints, but I would love to hear from you. Or if you just yeah. have like articles, knowledge, any of that stuff that you want to drop, yeah, send it our way. Yeah. You know, we're some open-minded individuals. I want to learn. We're trying to be more open-minded. We're just doing yeah. our best. And that's the thing is, you know, all of those pieces matter and we just have yeah. to continue. So part of that whole last thing is always learning and improving. Yeah. So one topic that you want to just say, you can say anything you want. One topic. I have something that I want to just throw out there. I just want okay. to throw it out to everybody. Okay? Go ahead. Ava knows that I have never been into self-help stuff okay the reason being i don't know somebody told me that it was lame or something i shouldn't do and i took that to heart and i was like no i can do everything on my own probably because i was a man probably but obviously we're doing this podcast which i'm not saying it's like self-help but a part of it is the vulnerability the education the understanding of what people are going through like we're open to that other people are open to that etc anyway ava wanted me to listen to this podcast do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, you're gonna shout her out. I mean, Mel not, Robbins. Not that we don't have, we have our hundred yeah, followers. I'm shouting out to Mel Robbins for Mel sure. Mel Robbins. Okay. We love you. And Ava said I should listen to this podcast, and even knowing that I would appreciate it and enjoy it, I had a struggle to get to the point of listening to a podcast that was supposed to do self improvement or self help things. Yeah. But I knew this, and this was recent. Like I knew this, so I listened to it because Ava asked me to. And when I got into the podcast, you know, I was just hooked. So into it. So into it because it it is true. When you hear somebody who's talking about something that you're going through, it just resonates and it makes Mm -hmm. you feel so free. You just feel like, okay, this is happening and I can be okay. So I wanted to shout out that to you. Uh, People out there listening to our podcast, I'm sure she doesn't need me to push followers to her podcast, (laughs) but. I think she's like the number one podcast or something. Mel Robbins' new podcast is awesome. She has the 54321 rule, which Which we've been using. It's really great. It's a way to motivate yourself to do the stuff that's hard. Yeah. Uh, she also cusses in her you podcast know, and yeah. doesn't, doesn't play bullshit. So yeah. I like it. And you know what I do like about her? And I know it seems like... Everything? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes. I, um, what I do like about her and I don't know what my takeaways, well, that she does have takeaways. And she has tools and they're so easy. Yeah. You're kind of like... Why did I need someone to tell me this? Like five, four, three, two, one, get the fuck out of bed. Yeah. Or like don't stop hitting the snooze button and just like go and yeah. set your expectations for the day. Mm-hmm. Things that you know, but when she tells you and gives you tools for them, they're doable. Yeah. It's like I think that's what I like about it. The tools that she gives you are manageable mm-hmm. to do every day. And I do think they're gonna create small incremental betterment growth. Yeah. Um that she has. She has a new one out today. We have oh, God. She is. She, okay. She's Mel Robbins, you're putting us to shame here, She's okay? She's two a week. I We're, know. Bi-weekly means different things. Your bi-weekly means two a week. Ours means one every yeah. two weeks. I don't know which one's right, but it's like... Yeah. Yeah, but no, you guys should check that out because she has a lot of good things. And we'll talk about those more later. I love the... My, the, the last thing I'll say about it is when she Band talks girls. about the difference between jealousy of somebody Ooh, yeah. and using somebody's... Um, using somebody's... Success. Success... As a way to improve your life, to say that person did it, I can do it too, let me work towards that. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with motivation, because motivation is garbage, and if you don't know what that means, you need to watch, you need to listen to, the, to yeah. that podcast. But anyway, that was my one just like random topic. Yeah, I I love that as well. And I always love, like I was saying, I think before I said, when I listen to podcasts, I usually listen to self-help podcasts, so I feel like I was kind of off not off base, but I didn't understand as much like where our podcast could fit into the podcast world. But come to find out a lot of people who do listen to podcasts, they're like, no, this is what they're they're like. But I do want to get something out of most things that I listen to and like read. And that's why usually I do also read self-help related things um, because I feel like I'm always looking for how to improve myself, it's improve good. my thinking. It's a good place to be. Too, it's a good so. place to be. Yeah, I think 
Why are we ending this with generals bullshit? Bullshit. So this week, right? What are you gonna hold ass this week, general wise? Gonna... Ooh, general mm-hmm. or or no gender wise? Yeah. Um, we do this every episode now, and I still don't pre-think about it. Yeah, and then you're gonna let me go first, and mine's gonna be baller, and then you're gonna have to follow uh... up to. I haven't even come up with it yet, but I can tell you it's gonna be you know pretty good. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so this week and next week. Quiet. Okay. Um, I'm going to focus on every time I hear a man step out of line with regards Ooh. to a woman saying something, whether that is yeah. a passive aggressive, uh, bunker buster is what I like to call them, where I'll say something that they won't think about till later and they'll mm. be like, damn, or in the moment say, actually, you shouldn't say that cause it's wrong. And then yeah. like, whatever. But every time I hear it, I'm going to challenge myself to do that. I like that. Because when I, as a, as a black man go through racial struggles and I see people who can have effects mm-hmm. not saying anything, I think, man, it'd be really helpful if you said something right now. And I don't yeah. want to be that bystander. So, boom. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I like it. Mine is less. Yeah. It's not as great. It's not as great. But mine is painting shiplap. Oh. I'm going to try. I'm going right. to do that. And I'm going to. Order the handles for our, our our hardware for our green, which I think I've said before, and I still haven't done it because I can't find anything that matches. Yeah. So that's going to be my two things this week. Nice. Well, I also have to travel on Thursday, so. Should be interesting. I really have two days to succeed. And remember, if you guys are whole assing something out there, it's not about, it's not about, oh, I did everything. It's about yeah. progress. Right? Yeah. Even if you miss the target, you stay on it, you get it done later. That's what it's about. It's not a pass-fail. We are all moving towards something that's better and bettering ourselves. So keep that in mind. Okay? I love it. I love it. We love you all. Thank you all for listening. We hope that you've enjoyed this. Have a great week and really whole asset this week, guys. Bye. Bye. That's it. Thanks for listening to the Whole Ass Podcast. We love that you are part of the Whole A family. If you are enjoying the podcast, please like, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and share with your friends. You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us right now. If you have topic suggestions or want to let us know how you are using your whole ass, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at thewholeasspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time.